0: We're live again. We're, we're, we figured out our problems here. So let's try this again. So, Mikey, your, your day's just starting, but uh, how, how's uh, your week been?
1: Busy, very, very busy out here. Yeah.
0: Well, you, anything you got going on out there in particular
1: or? Uh, especially, yeah, uh, just up Chinese New Year and everything just got to get back into the group. And believe me, being a, where, being where I work right now. I can't exactly say what it is. Uh, It's a lot more busier lately. Yeah, I can imagine.
0: Yeah, holidays usually do uh, get a little hectic. I don't know how uh, Chinese New Year works out there in Hong Kong, but I know here they get hectic.
1: Mm -hmm. It's a 15-day celebration out in Asia, from what I understand. I'm still trying to learn the culture and how everything works out here.
0: Yeah. So you're uh, like you said before on uh, the phone call. You said uh, you're originally from Canada, right?
1: New to the eh today. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I'm not gonna start farting all over and have beady little eyes and uh, so on. Yeah, yeah. We wouldn't, we wouldn't, uh, we wouldn't hold you to that. But uh, um, how long you been in Hong Kong? About seven years now. Seven years, man. Woo. Seven years, eight years. Yeah, quite a while. Yeah.
0: So for the most part, do you like it out there? Or is it just, just something different? or
1: Something different. I like the transportation system here. I like the fact that it's quite low tax in here. And they are quite friendly to businesses and pretty much a lot of things. Uh, for the most part, except for, for, except for this year, the government has been pretty much like, we'll just leave you alone. That's what it had been like before until now.
0: Yeah, there's been a lot of uh, upper management changes, we'll call that. Uh, especially. I mean, uh, from what I've seen, it's been years in the making, but it seems like in the last year here, it's been all at once.
1: Yes, and uh, there's a lot of um, reason behind that, which I'm not going to go too much into it today. That's fine. Today, yeah, we're talking we're going to go mostly on the whole uh, COVID-19 situation and well because you were a little curious about my theory like where it came from
0: yeah so you had uh, talked about before um, on our phone call that you had said that you think or you have evidence that COVID-19 actually started in
1: uh, Canada instead of in Wuhan a little bit of the a little bit of a theory that both uh, Dr. Francis Boyle and I do share well a lot of it because I it came from him actually and I've been going through archives and going through a lot of an archives, and that's one of my that's one of my theory. I would say it's not something I would say it's definite, but definitely a theory. And uh, you thought that it was pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, it definitely sounds. I mean, super interesting. I mean, when you were talking about it, I was like, I've got to hear this story. I mean, I've got to hear everything he has to say about this. So
1: yeah, especially Canada, the the moose riding, hockey playing lumberjacks <laughs> out in Canada, eh? <laughs> that makes a little sense. Like, what well, what would they do something like that? Why would they do something like that? The reality is that every country, well, or er, almost every country, has some sort of lab like this. And in the last, well, I would say in the current "quote-unquote" dictatorship, um, oh god, you won't believe how why I will actually say that, but the current dictatorship uh, was um, Justin Trudeau. He's been pretty working, well, working pretty closely head-in-hand with the Chinese right now. And he even said that he had admiration for the Chinese uh, dictatorship. That pissed off a lot of the Asian com- uh, communities in Canada right now.
0: Cause, yeah, because I can imagine. Uh, so I know um, he, so I've seen a theory or some a news article or something talking about, Justin Trudeau had signed some piece of legislation that allowed the Chinese, uh, public army, or I can't, I can't remember how it's pronounced, but, um, the Liberation
1: Army. Yes. the, the Chinese.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The public liberate. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, they are allowed to operate within a uh, Canadian soul now, I believe. Um, yes, that is true. Yeah. They're actually kind of, here right now. Yeah. That's,
1: that's crazy, man. I mean, that's sick. Yeah. We wouldn't even allow the American, technically, I didn't like it, but technically speaking, yes, they, uh, in the last dictatorship with uh, Harper, uh, he allowed the U.S. to operate in, but this time it's even worse. They have a military base in my province and they're operating really out of, uh, really closely to the border, U.S. border right now, out of, um, out of the Ontario, of Ontario right now that's east coast canada by the way yeah
0: yeah so uh, Uh, yeah go ahead uh, one thing i can see you know i I, i've never been against this idea of allowing you know the canadians to have i guess like a base or some kind of you know some kind of involvement on u.s soil like whether it be training or whatever because you know canadians and the united states share a long history as well as you know fundamental ideas even though canada has certain routes that have they've lost over the years. Um, you know, a lot of like the free speech has been tamped down and gun like guns are basically, you know, safe, safe princesses and certain, uh, for certain classification for firearms in Canada. But mm-hmm. I what blew my mind is, you know, China doesn't really, as, as far as I've ever seen, I'm not going to speak, you know, as personal experience, but anything I've seen in the news or what's happened, they don't really share this idea of individual rights. So, the idea that he's not willing to work with the U.S., but he is with China is very odd to me.
1: They never did. The Chinese is not, not really part of their uh, culture. Does. As far as I understand from what I've learned from our history, because I am, my, my origin, I would say, my genealogy is from Hong Kong. And uh, From what I understand is that the Chinese culture has always been all about oh, the state, the state, the state. Everything is about the state. And the problem with that is it, when you have someone like some sort of an upstart want to take control of the entire government, then you have well, a perpetual civil war and a lot of civil war. And that's been a huge part of that Chinese culture in history. For example, the Romance of Three Kingdom. You probably remember about that, the, that part of culture.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of it, it's... Um, well, it's from a novel, but a lot of the history, it's true as well. And then after that, you have a lot of, uh, still a lot of civil war within different dynasties and so on. And it's really all about power, right? If you have one ambitious guy decide that, hey, I have now the mandate of heaven, and I should have the mandate of heaven, and I'll convince enough people, raise an army, and there you go. Yeah then there is the big problem of a big government system is that someone will try to take over it and the idea that the government is not a gang it's bs to me if you ask me
0: yeah i mean government is basically the the largest form of organized crime within a within a uh within a set of borders um you know here even in the united states you know that's that's the libertarian stance: is you know the government is a as an extortion organization, you know, you don't pay your taxes. Well, they're going to show up with guns and either, you know, something bad is going to happen or they're going to take you to prison. I mean, you know, that mm-hmm. it's, it's extortion, uh, you know, for a monetary level, you know, they, uh, you pay property tax, if, you know, even if you've paid your house off, you know, you, you still owe them money and their mm-hmm. minds in order for you to have the privilege of living on that land. And that's, and, that's and
1: the government owns nothing.
0: Yeah. But they, convinced they convinced stolen. Yeah, I mean, we we've uh, we've convinced ourselves that you know that this is the right thing to do. When in reality, they're telling us that you can't own anything. You don't own yourself. You don't own your property, nothing. And they're mm-hmm. like, you're going to pay
1: us for that privilege to
0: live on this land.
1: This is absolutely ridiculous, if you ask me. Yeah, uh, and the reality, the theory, and I really like what um, Doctor Sinyat said. When he was inaugurated as the first president of the Republic of China, not People Republic of China, the Republic. And he said, he said to the people that, okay, I'm not here to serve you. The government should be here to serve you. But what he, unfortunately, what he didn't realize is that over time, the government will become corrupted. And I like what um, Thomas Jefferson said, did write in the past. He wrote that there are two natural enemies of the people. That's the government, and I remember the second is probably it's if I remember if I'm not mistaken it's the it's the thieves, or the robbers, right? And he he wrote that okay let's write a constitution to at least handcuff the the government. Yeah, somewhere along the line, and he, that's one reason why he in the U.S. history he was one of my favorite presidents.
0: Yeah, I think Jefferson was a lot of or was a favorite to a lot of at least people who were uh, well versed in U.S. history, just for the simple fact that he understood that government is a tool that can be wielded against your neighbor, and he was actually one of the uh, most outspoken uh, founding fathers against slavery. And he initially wrote the um, the uh, Declaration of Independence and the Constitution in order in such a way that it would have freed the slaves in and there but he mm-hmm. understood but the other founding member or some of the other founding members uh such as um uh shoot not Washington uh his vice president and
1: second president was uh there's uh Burr Aaron Burr there was um uh, there was that. um John, yeah John uh John Quinns uh, John, uh, John Adams yep John Adams John Adam. that's
0: it yep John Adams he's kind of uh, easily forgotten yeah uh well for a lot of reasons but but he was actually one of the ones that told Jefferson that, you know, you have to leave the slavery thing alone, at least until we form as a nation, because the Southern states would have refused to have joined an alliance against the British if they were going to lose slavery. Because at the time, you know, people have rewritten history to make it sound like the British had gotten rid of slavery at that time. They had, they were just willing to get rid of it in those colonies to fight back the insurrection, which ended up being coming the United States. Cause I think, uh you know South Africa was a British colony up until nineteen something nineteen twenty nineteen thirty mm-hmm. and slavery was still a still an issue and that 's why you had the apartheid and all that junk you know still going on um well into the seventies and eighties um yeah so it but Jefferson, yeah Jefferson was definitely one of the smartest founding fathers that we had, and um he he, he laid out a lot of groundwork, even you know, to this day. A lot of stuff that mm-hmm. he has said and written about is still being, you know, like it's, yeah, it's almost like prophecy.
1: He's definitely fascinating. So, is Ben Benjamin Franklin, uh, these two, even though Benjamin Franklin's never a president, but I really admired uh, what he stood for and his scientific genius and so on.
0: I, I will say that, uh, J- Franklin. From certain historical accounts was kind of an asshole. He was a very smart man, and he knew it, and he would actually use it as a club against other people but he he only looked down upon other people from what I had read via intelligence. He never looked down as people as they were below him. he just looked down on them as they were less intellectually adept as him, which mm-hmm. it's kind of a bad thing, but
1: he, he did do a lot of good and he made a lot.: he of, did do a lot of good. That's where yeah. I want to focus on, right? Yeah. That's just how I look at things. Yeah. And, and I do have to admit that Washington, well, he, I have to admit that he, the man has integrity, yeah. has a lot of integrity.
0: Yeah, he, uh Yeah, I think they offered him uh, to be king yeah it was basically like a king like they they were trying to dictate what the verbiage they were going to use for what we now call a president and they called it uh because we say now um not your excellency we say um
1: majesty or whatever no the uh,
0: (laughs) so there's a there's a phraseology they were going to use to announce the president of the united states and it basically sounded like royalty and he said no we're not going to do this he said if you can't find something better then we're not going to do it. And he said, I'm not going to be president. He said, I'm not going to do this. And that's yeah. like what you're talking about, the integrity. He was like, we just we just overthrew a king. Why are we putting in a new king?
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. He didn't want to, he just want to retire, go home, live with his wife. That's it. Yeah. That's all he really wanted. Okay. So we were so off track. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. It happens though
1: yeah it's all right man it's all right it's since we have two people who are quite well versed in the U.S. history <laughs> so yeah let's uh let's talk about
0: uh COVID uh the the uh, Canadian COVID
1: okay uh you mind if I share screen a little bit because I That's need fine. to have Evans back it up oh what? I can't share screen it
0: oh I'm sorry I have to give you permission don't I? uh ta-ta-ta. yeah go ahead there you
1: go okay there we go I am going to share screen from my. Uh, there you go. Can you see it now? Yes. Okay. Okay. So this is from CBC News. This is so, sort of our national news in Canada. Eh? <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I know. I'm speaking in a very, very strong Canadian accent. So don't mind me. The, how do you know the Canadian accent? It's the. The last syllable, syllable would go up in pitch. That's how you know. If you're a Canadian. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Canadian scientists sent deadly viruses to Wuhan lab months before RCMP asked to investigate. This is in June 14, 2020. Wow. So officially, it is Ebola. Doc, Ebola. Okay, it's a ship of Ebola. Mm-hmm. Officially, that's what they're saying, and it turns out that Canada and China have been cooperating on this, have been doing some kind of a research between the two labs, the Wuhan and Winnipeg lab. And they know very well that this is going to be weaponized Mm -hmm. in Canada. We can't do weapon, we can't, uh, we just don't want to do, uh, we just don't want to uh, weaponize it or have anything on our soil. So, a lot of countries like Canada, U.S., uh, during Obama year, and so on, they decided, okay, we'll just hire it out, resort, just uh, just hire the, uh, the the Wuhan people, have to do it for us. And they knowingly know that, hey, the Chinese military, they have been conducting experiments for um, bioweapons as well. Uh, the French build it, it's supposed to be quite secure. And from what I understand so far, it's that the Chinese also built a second lab that's virtually identical to this lab somewhere in Shijian province. So these are the 15 strains of the, virus, the Ebola virus. The, the 15 different strains of virus. So yeah. that's a lot of viruses, right? There 15. So as a share sample, right? So this is the official statement. Yeah, the RCMP is actually, right now, still investigating this, far, as far as I understand.
0: So what is the RCMP? Is that the, like, the Canadian version of the CDC?
1: That is the, what you guys call the Mounties. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Royal Canadian Mountain Police. Okay. And why is it called Royal? Because, technically speaking, the head of state in Canada is not Justin Trudeau.
0: That's the uh, Queen of England, isn't it?
1: Yep. You're absolutely the correct. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you're
0: saying that uh, So the workaround for the uh, Geneva Convention you know, where it says you can't use biological or chemical weaponry in warfare, the workaround for that has been to send it to China where China is basically just not necessarily exempt from all that but they just don't care. They, they don't enforce a lot of those regulations.
1: It's China. Yeah. It's China. Right now, let's put it this way. How many countries in the world right now are going around saying that, oh, we need to investigate the Wuhan lab. We need to go in and investigate the Wuhan lab. We can list them. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of them, by the way. Like from the US since, uh, even though I don't like the guy, but he speaks. He, Speak some truth, like um that's What's his name again? Oh, yeah, that's right. The uh, Oompa Loompa. Oh, sorry. I mean um, <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> Donald J. Trump. Yeah, but he's yeah because he, he looks like an Oompa Loompa. Sorry, man.
0: Chester Cheeto. uh Cheeto you know, didn't say anything. No, I said Chester Cheeto, like
1: the the guy from the Cheetos. Oh, Chester Cheeto. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> Chester Cheeto. All oh, right. Excuse <laughs> me. I love Cheetos too much. <laughs> Yeah. Um let's see, even the a lot of the European Union countries, and then there is uh, most most recently Australia, down under. <laughs> yeah, I speak a little bit of Australian accent. Eh? So they're saying that. Um there may or may not be, I we don't know yet. Those the latest update from WHO said that oh, they went to investigate and they found nothing. But from what we understand from The MI6 and from a lot of different sources from the spy agencies, they were saying that even the German, we know that they have been pressured, WHO have been pressured politically speaking to stop investigating for months and months and months or even announce that there is a pandemic going on. Mm. So that is something that we would like to look at. The MI6 also confirmed that back, well, last year, according to the MI6 chief, that the Chinese Sony reported just somewhere around 25% of the cases.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people understood prior, like going into that, China was not uh, reporting full cases. It, I think they stopped reporting like four months into it last year. And they're like, oh, look, we we, we fixed it. Well, just just because you quit reporting numbers doesn't mean that you fixed anything. It just means that you're not giving out any new numbers.
1: Yeah, um, there is a lot of bureaucracy in China because they don't. There's a culture of not, but well, telling the bad news. And Xi Jinping did uh, announce that, and he really did say that if anyone hides the truth, their name will be nailed to the nailed to the pillar, shame for eternity. Well, look what happened.
2: Yeah.
1: And from what I also understand right now, this is from Francis Boyle. Now this is Herald News. You can also find news. I highlighted for you. This is literally from Dr. Francis Boyle. Okay. So he's really advocating for the um for the idea that it came from Canada. And I actually do agree with him on this one as well, based on what we've seen so far. So let's take a look. The author were never, were clever enough to put Kant's file journal article together, news, da, 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 see, reached by a Chinese national at Canada, P4 national by Wuhan, where novel was, was alleged stored mm-hmm, with other lethal organisms. Last May, the RCMP, that's Royal Canadian Mountain Police, Mountie, were called to to investigate. By late July, the Chinese were kicked out of the facility. Chief Chinese scientist, Dr. whatever his his name is, was making trips between Winnipeg and Wuhan. And this is one of the author, okay? Dr. Francis Boyle is one of the author for the... uh, I'm going to give you a little history. Oops. There you go. Author of Biological Welf- Warfare Weapon. Uh, the, uh, sorry, the, he drafted the Bio- Bioweapon Act. So it's not someone small. It's someone quite big. Mm-hmm. That's what he believes in as well. And after reading what he said, and he actually made a lot of sense as well. And I do agree with him after, hey, wait a minute, something's going on and especially the political tie between uh, my country and China right now going on. And you probably heard about the uh, the Uyghur. Yeah, the Muslims. The Muslims right there. Even though, yes, it is true, even from ABC News, many years ago, they report that they were just putting the Al-Qaeda and ISIS member in jail mm-hmm. in re- ed- re-education camp, which is true. They they never stopped many- there. News, but they didn't stop there, though. Now we found that they put about 2 million people in there. They kind of expanded it in the last several years, which makes me wonder why there's no way there's that many ISIS members in, in Western China, in that part of the region, that part of our country. It's just not possible. Mm-hmm. There's something to, kind of weird about that. And the fact that Justin Trudeau and his cabinet member abstained to, from voting that's kind of makes you wonder as well. And I understand that the current president of the United States, he said, he acknowledged that, hey, it's just part of culture.
0: Yeah, that's, that's not culture. That's genocide, dog. Unfortunately, yeah. It's like saying Hitler was just, it was just different culture. That's why he killed, you know, 6 million Jews. That, you know, it was different culture when Stalin killed 60 million Soviets it's oh god that one's that's a hot button one that that drives me nuts just the, the yeah, acknowledgement yeah. that it's happening and said ah oh, it's it's culture man it's all right don't worry about it
1: you know what culture right take a look at um well the the problem with that when they acknowledge that they only look, look at it think oh it's only culture and thing well ignoring the fact that in every and i will say this and i'm going to go back to this Every, almost every single government in history, they have done that. And they said it's part of culture. Well, the real problem is not different party or different culture. It, the real problem is the existence of a government.
0: Yeah, it's the power that comes with the ability. With, with the power that they wield comes the ability to uh, genocise or ostracize certain groups of people just for X, Y, or Z reasons.
1: Exactly, yeah. and first thing they did, and they they've always done, is turn the people against each other. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And then you, next thing you know, the troops come in.
0: Yeah, if you can convince somebody's neighbor to hate them, you can convince them to turn their neighbor in for anything. I mean, you tell them, "Hey, it's like we've seen uh, after the Capitol Hill rise. You know, I don't, I don't agree with this idea that you should storm the Capitol building to keep the dictator that you want in power." But there was this also this event that occurred afterwards where they were encouraging people to turn in people that did it, though they thought that, you know, was involved with it. And they said that, you know, they were getting millions of phone calls, texts, Twitter, uh, DMs, all kinds of stuff, people turning in each other. I'm like, that's crazy. I, I mean, it's, that's, that's absolutely nuts to me. That's, oh God. It. I, I mean, could you be more of a pawn of the state than to turn in your own neighbor for something like that?
1: you literally just nailed it well what's the expression nail your head on the uh, on a nail, nail or yeah nail hit, the, it right, nail. Hit, hit it right the, hit the nail right on the head oh yes there you go there you go yeah uh it's early in the morning so i'm kind of half asleep still
0: yeah, i understand it's that it's that uh, 12 hour difference man or yeah, i need my
1: i need my morning green tea <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh yeah it's 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 crazy i mean it, it is funny cuz you know you start like so from my experience i start telling americans i'm like look you know you may not trust china but why would you you know china didn't start off with you know the communist party they started like as you said you know there's different dynasties there was different governments different regimes they
1: all do the same thing
0: yeah and you eventually work your way up to giving this government ultimate power you know here we started off with given the government almost no power and we've slowly started working our way up the chain to giving them more and more power and eventually you know i think we're within 50 years of not necessarily genocide but you know locking people in cages for nothing other than being vocal against the government
1: uh do you guys have already have been doing it
0: yeah uh, do i mean you like, guys have
1: already been doing it to the, the government there sorry uh,
0: I think it's not as much of a large scale. You know, you've got the Edward Snowdens and you've got the, uh, Je- uh, not Justin Amash. Um,
1: uh, Assange. Julian yeah, Julian Assange.
0: Julian Assange, yeah. I mean, these are people who came out with evidence like, hey, we're spying not, not only on Americans, but we're spying on our allies. We're spying on international dignitaries and, you know, doing the right thing. You know, telling people, hey, they've been lying to you guys. You know, and they
1: locked them up. Put, well, treat them uh, as criminal.
0: And well, Edward Snowden
1: had to exile had his exile in Russia right. for that.
0: Yeah, he's still living there. They, they, I think they just recently extended his uh, his uh, visa so he could stay in the country yeah. longer. But
1: The guy's a hero. And when he came to Hong Kong to reveal all this document, the people in Hong Kong really celebrated the guy, treated him as a hero. There's a culture in Hong Kong of not trusting the government at all mm-hmm. in here, and rightly so, and they should never trust the government. And then there is also another thing that people need to really understand that. Okay. People have forgotten about this as well. And I do admire this man here, his courage and his son. I do, I do look up to his son as well. Like I think I would like to think of him as my teacher. And of course that's Irwin Schiff. Look how he, he was locked up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Just because he wrote the book and proved that, Hey, your in, the income tax is illegal. Yeah. The income tax is actually illegal, but, and they lock them up for it. They yeah. ban I mean, his book.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's you, you look at, I, I don't know what kind of taxes you pay in Hong Kong or in uh, Canada. I've not done too much research into it, but you know, here in the U S you know, you pay an income tax, you know, a federal, some States you pay state income tax. Then you drive, you know, home in your car, that you paid sales tax on to the house that you paid sales tax on and you pay property tax on every year. So you can go to the grocery store and buy food to feed your kids that you pay sales tax on and you Mm -hmm. pay tax on, if you're moving money around, there's a tax on it or regulation on it. And it's, it blows my ever loving mind how much we've convinced ourselves that we owe these people, these idiots who, who are 80 years old and haven't had to be in the American public for decades. And, they, we think that these are the people that need to be in charge of anything.
1: I don't like to call them idiots. I think they are, they are pretty smart. And I think that they, what they're doing is deliberate. And I like to call them parasites instead. <laughs> I parasites. like that. And they're nothing more than a blood-sucking parasite. Everything they've done, it's well-calculated and deliberate. And they know exactly what they're doing. And they know that they're stealing from you. And they know that they are going to crash the the system. They just want to kick the bucket down the road because they know that they can't solve it. It's in Unless they remove power from themselves. That's the only way to do it. And everybody who wants, who chased after something, they want more. They will crave for more. The... The French Revolution, for example, Ro- uh, Ross Pierre, Maximilian Plach, he was once called the incorruptible, but he became the most corrupted person in French history.
0: Yeah, I mean, the guillotine, you know, they use it at first, you know, to take out the French royals and then, you know, the, the, the aristocrats and then it started being... Well, now we're gonna take out anybody who disagrees with us, anybody who speaks out against us, anybody who we don't personally like, you know. And it, it it was this it was probably, you know, for the French, you know, the this joke that, you know, the French are, you know, soft on a lot of things, you know, especially after World War II, you know, people make fun of them, and say, I got a got a French rifle for sale, dropped once, never fired. Uh, but there was a very bloody time in French history. I mean, that they killed They killed a lot of people, a lot of their own people for nothing more than just disagreeing with, you know, the government at that time. And then they had a second revolution that kind of fixed that. And it just, Mm -hmm.
1: yeah, it's just. It's messed up. It's messed mm -hmm. up. And if people are not careful, and I like what, um, and I, and I'm going to go back to Thomas Jefferson is that if they're not careful then they're going to go back into that and then the trees of liberty must be refreshed from time to time and yeah. you know what i'm not going to continue the quote
0: <laughs> but yeah no i understand that i mean and and i think in this day and age there's a way that we can do such things without violence but a lot of people feel disenfranchised from the government you know every four years you know uh in in the united states the last four years the left has felt you know ostracized because of Donald Trump, and that, you know now you see a lot of the Republicans they feel ostracized because of Joe Biden and the Democrats, and it's, it's the just the same
1: story every time
0: and it's yeah, and like you said, you know they're parasites and i do I really do like that analogy because uh one single parasite typically won't do much damage, but a parasitic organism, a bunch of different parasites that work together to create one ultimate goal that's dangerous and yeah. I think and you know a lot of libertarians we believe that. It's the two sides working together to create division because it's easier to control a country when they hate each other than it is to create a, to govern or to control a government or uh, to control a country that's unified against the government. And yeah. Once you create that division, it's easy to say, "Hey, look, these people they hate you. These people they hate you. Y'all should go hate each other and fight them, and, and ignore what we're doing in the shadows."
1: Yeah, absolutely. Look at what the Nazi did to mm-hmm. the Jews. And ironically speaking, the Jews had to escape to Japan. They're all, like a, the Germans, the allied nation. Mm-hmm. That was the safest place for them. Yeah. All right. Uh, I want to give uh, your listener a little more value because mm-hmm. I know that COVID-19 is running around quite rapid in the US right now. I don't know what's the percentage, but I know the number is quite high. But I'll, that's the official number. Not the real number. Okay. I think that the, U, the real number is lower in the U.S. much lower. I think they're blowing it up like no tomorrow. And I have to confirm that yes, some of my coworkers, they did con- contracted a COVID-19, and no, this is not a flu. My sister was con- uh, she had contracted the COVID-19. This is not the flu. Nothing like it at all. It is a lot more dangerous and it took my sister about three weeks in the hospital to, to recover. She contracted on the way back to Hong Kong from England. Uh, my, my co-worker, he was from Chicago originally, went back to Chicago for his mom's funeral because she contracted the virus and she died from it. And he said that, no, this is not like the flu at all. And I do, people need to be aware of that. This is not the flu. It is something else. Where Dr. Lee, when he said that, yeah, this is something else, that is something else. And I do agree okay. with him on this one. Um, I know that a lot of people in the US are saying that, no, this is not, the, uh, this is just the flu. And there is a very good way to battle it. And the government will not acknowledge it. And you don't need, and I don't believe from, I'm not a medical doctor, but I'm a trained nutritional uh, coach and a fitness coach as well. So I do study those a lot. I'm going to give you, share a couple article articles with you guys, if you don't mind. That's fun. Yeah. So first of all, this is from Harvard uh, Medical School. Did confirm, and he's. I'm not going to say, oh, go buy a lot of uh, vitamin D supplements. I don't think you need it at all. If, and unless you're from a really cold climate. Okay. Confirm that, a study confirmed that protects against cold and flu, just the first thing you know. Okay. Now read from a Harvard Medical School articles all the time. And from what I understand, if I remember correctly, it can lower your cold and flu Uh, well, you're risking a cold and flu uh, infection by about 50%. Now, this is a second article I have right now. So study back link between vitamin D and COVID-19 severity because your immune system needs a lot of uh, protein to create antibody and they also need vitamin D to function. So, I will also send you the link so you guys can take a look at it. You can share it with your listener as well
2: mm-hmm.
1: if you're wanted to, yeah, yeah, right here, and then Ireland right now, the academic urges its government to deploy vitamin D in mm. so the more sunlight you have, the better right mm-hmm. if you have about A thousand to two thousand international units of uh, vitamin D in your every day, then technically speaking, you have a much better chance against this COVID 19. I'll give you, I'll send you the link right now so you guys can take a look at it. Oops, that's not it. Where is my. Okay, I'm going to stop share for now uh, because I'm still learning how to use this thing. (laughs) <laughs> you can't say all Asian are good at technology. I'm definitely not good at technology. <laughs> Just give me a piano, that's a better keyboard.
0: <laughs> Let's see. Uh, oops. I'll go ahead and post these in the the comments down here. That way people can.
1: Yeah. Go foot. Go foot.
0: But I I did want to touch on something. So um, Mm -hmm. a lot of people focus on the COVID-19 part of the virus, which now technically it is a strain of flu, but the problem is the uh, SARS that's built into, I shouldn't say built into, but um, injected
1: into its DNA. Or RNA. Yeah.
0: yeah. So the the SARS that's mixed in with the COVID nineteen is really what's the the big problem because you know, want to say the the common uh, the common cold or is it the flu? One of them is like a COVID seven or a COVID eight strain uh, that's currently floating around, and so it's a it's a it's a different strain of COVID. So that's and that's why they think it's so transmissible because it's it's transmitted by cough or sneezing and whatever. But it the SARS is what's piggybacking on the COVID nineteen, that's mm-hmm. making it so deadly. Because I think nobody will argue that SARS is immensely deadly and it's imma- immensely dangerous, um, and always has been. But when you get it mixed in with the COVID nineteen, with the transmission rate, that's that's the problem. So if if people were to just openly say COVID itself, the COVID part of the strain is not anything too much different than. The flu that's technically accurate but what we're talking about when we say COVID-19 is COVID-19 and SARS and that is what's Mm -hmm. killing people
1: we also don't know the long-term effect of this virus as well and a lot of people they um, they also underestimated how yes it is true that the this virus by itself may not do too much but if you have a lot of um, different health problems for example The first casualty in this virus Mm -hmm. uh, in Hong Kong, he had a diabetes. Mm -hmm. And we also know that people with diabetes or cardiovascular disease and so on. They have higher risk of um, severe severe illness from COVID-19 because it causes a storm of inflammation in your entire system. That's what kills you. Mm -hmm. It's your immune system attacking you instead.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's,
1: yeah, go ahead.
0: That's most, uh, as far as I understand, I'm like, I don't have any, I'm I'm not a, any kind of medical anything. I don't have any kind of training in any of the medical stuff, but from like, from the personal research I've done, you know, like, like I said, you know, I'm not saying that COVID-19 is not a serious thing to deal with. If it had been COVID-19 without the SARS, I think we'd be in a much better shape as a planet. Um, but like I so said, I think it is the SARS that's really, really messing with people because I think there was a study. I'm, I'm not. I don't know where I read it. At. There was a study though that said that people who had had the cold or flu in the last year or so actually had a better resistance to the virus. Like they had fewer short term and long term like effects. Um, like they may have just only lost their smell or taste, but they didn't have to be hospitalized. Um, mm-hmm. People. You know, like you said, people who are in healthier shape may have been. And I think, you know, we'll look back in 20, 30 years and we'll say, oh, why do we, you know, why do we have these problems when this is obviously the problem? You know, we could have just solved it right here. But I think, you know, where it's still active and a lot of people are still, I'm not going to say people aren't scared, but there are a lot of people that are scared too. Um, And it's just, I think the panic is what really has caused a lot of the problems too. And the, the not knowing is also a problem. But yeah, I mean, so, so yeah, I mean, it's just, it it just comes down to, you know, I've, I'm i not pro government mask mandates, but I am pro individual masking. Like, if you choose to mask on your own, that's what you should do. I don't think the government should be able to cram down, say, oh, well, you're not going to mask, we're going to throw you in this prison or we're going to shut down your business or this and that I think give people Mm -hmm. the opportunity to make their own decisions
1: absolutely and this is what I always said wear a Batman mask (laughs) wear a Batman mask when's the last time you see Batman got the COVID-19 there you go (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: when's the last time Batman took a sick day
1: never did never did never did just wear so, Batman mask. Uh, if you're into Spider Man, Spider Man mask. I never seen that from Spider-Man too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's definitely interesting. Uh, and I think a lot of people just I don't know. But I do I do like I do like this evidence that you've given us. It's a lot of good stuff. And I'm probably gonna have to go through myself and read through a lot of this. because um, mm-hmm. it's see the one thing is is you know, one article, uh eh, maybe maybe it's a rogue reporter just pushing out something but where you've provided you know three individual studies on uh the vitamin d thing the two studies talking about where the uh covid come from oh that's what it was so i wanted to i wanted to circle back to something here um sure so the covid 19 was uh the lab in canada was it a chinese run lab or was it a canadian run lab
1: Canadian Run Lab, a totally a Canadian Run Lab. So that's why, especially with now with that, the I'ma go, I'm gonna give you back I'm gonna go back to the article. Well, so that's why the RCMP has been called. One of the reasons mm-hmm. why RCMP has been called to to investigate. And we all know that the RCMP is pretty much as useless as you can get. It's the RCMP. And <laughs> it, it, here's something about Canada, just a little just a little something there uh you know what a tim horton is tim horton a tim
0: horton or the person tim horton
1: uh do you know what tim horton tim hortons are no that's a, a Tim Hortons. okay um you know a you know the person tim horton right yeah that's our president
0: so what now yeah like
1: <laughs> yeah you're like what yeah, what? yeah you gotta talk into this one <laughs> <laughs> it's a canadian joke because a lot of people always say oh how's your president doing so we always say oh president horton just got double double <laughs> so that's a canadian joke uh no tim horton was a former hockey player for the toronto maple Leafs, and he also started his own donut franchise called tim hortons mm-hmm so every time, at every given time in Canada, at every given city, the highest concentration of the police or the RCMP gathering is always at the Tim Hortons. <laughs> and Tim Hortons will always still get, they can still get robbed.
0: Uh. <laughs> hey, i the there, yeah.
1: yeah. yeah it's... Um, that's what it is blame canada blame canada
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh i think i think the united states stands a good chance to uh handing over the mantle if it does come out that uh uh canada had manufactured the uh the covid 19 sars uh virus
1: uh and it was taken from canada to to wuhan for further study and then accidentally leak out the lab. Yeah.
0: And you, you, you did say that it was, the, the lab was French built and was
1: fairly secure according to that article, right? It was supposed to be. It was supposed to be. Yeah. Supposed to be. And now a couple article and couple resources. I remember hearing from several months ago, a year ago, I would say that the, Obama administration was aware that this lab, there is a couple of security concern when they went in there and take a look at it. And Obama administration did give them, I believe, it's like over two million dollar, several like several million dollar, to continue some kind of research as well. Huh. So I'll, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh, I would say that a lot of uh, different countries' government, keyword government. I'm gonna go back to that. The keyword is government. They probably have some. They have probably have a little something to it, and they should be partially responsible to this whole COVID nineteen situation, from the existence of this virus to how mm-hmm. they mismanage the virus as well. The best that I've seen so far, keywords so far, are the following countries that they have done so well. It's obviously I'm gonna go back to Sweden. Mm-hmm. Because the virus go over there. They need to build everything, just like Ikea. Plus, uh, they open the market. <laughs> and nobody get locked in, locked out. Just um, business as usual. And there you go. Taiwan, they knew exactly what's going on back in December. And at the time, I was dating a Taiwanese girl. Um, we were, and, and I have to praise Taiwan for a lot of things as well. First of all, yes, they closed out the border, but they kept everything open, the economy open. So as a result, yes, they weren't hit as hard. And second, at the time, we found that, hey, they kept everything under control, like closely under control. And as a result, they knew exactly what they're doing because their vice president is a, if I'm not mistaken, he's either a medical doctor or a virologist. And people had ignored Taiwan. They kept ignoring Taiwan until recently. They saw what happened. Taiwan said, oh, we want to help and, because they're doing so well. Mm-hmm. But the WHO just kept ignoring them because officially in politically speaking, which is, which is kind of sad to say, is that they consider Taiwan as a part of China, but nobody in the world in the right mind right now will consider Taiwan as a part of China except for china um, well because everybody knows joe biden yeah
0: yeah <laughs> there's no secret that china is uh, eyeing, uh, uh taiwan next i mean that's that's an obvious thing but yeah it was weird that there are several countries that never locked down they never implemented these large government overreach programs and they did very very well and yet mm-hmm. You know, you look at places like the UK, the US, you know, Canada, you're talking ginormous omnibus, you know, uh, government, not not just spending, but these, um, you know, legislative packets that basically would force people into their homes. You can't go to work. You can't do this, can't do that. And yet, you know, you still see, you know, 500,000 deaths from COVID. And and I think, you know, I think there is this this, I think there is a bit of truth to the fact that, The government has inflated some of the numbers um, Mm -hmm. for, you know, policy reasons, just so the power remains with them. But I do think uh, there was a lot of evidence, especially even early on and even still now that, you know, people were testing positive for COVID, but may have had the flu or they're saying, oh, they died from COVID, but it was an 80 year old man with congenitive heart failure. Well, what did he Mm -hmm. die from the COVID or the congenitive heart failure? Both.
1: Why not both? Yay!
0: Yeah, I mean, it could be <laughs> both, but I mean, if if he didn't have the congenitive heart failure, mightn't he have lived? Probably not, but as you said before, you know, it, it does specifically target, you know, the most vulnerable in the population and this idea that I think, the, I think the numbers for COVID should be solely based upon people who had no underlying conditions or people with minor underlying conditions, like somebody who may have had uh asthma but not like a very severe case of asthma like we're talking like maybe they need to use an inhaler once a year, but COVID killed them. That I can yeah. see COVID being the cause of death. But if you're talking somebody who's uh five hundred pounds with asthma, congenitive heart failure and like six blocked arteries, I don't think COVID was really what they needed to push them over. I mean it could have been the next cheeseburger.
1: But could be, you never know. There are simply a lot of things. Even I've heard some story from Mother Libertarian. This is what I've said. uh, I've heard as well. Um, They got a phone call from the government and said that their mother uh, contracted COVID-19. That's in Texas, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, And the guys uh, said to the government, whatever, uh, that's not possible. She never tested in the last six months. But we got her result here. There's no way it's not possible for her to get a test result in the last six months. Why is that? She died over years ago.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it just goes to show that government is good at only two things. Taking away your rights and taking your money.
1: That's it. That's it. That's it. So I always said this. Why do we need it? Why do we need know. an institution? I don't care what ideology system it is.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: At the end of the day, they do the same thing. They do the exact same thing. If you look at um, Biden right now and the Oompa Loompa, I'm going to have to give Biden a nickname, Pedo Joe. Is that a good... Fit, um... <laughs> I like that one. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, we all watch him grow big girl on, live on TV.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, you cannot deny it. I, I kind of like that, but I think that there's something else we need. Dementia Joe. Uh, Sloppy Joe. Ooh,
0: sloppy Joe's good. Ooh, that's one. a good one sloppy joe yeah one. let's just
1: call him sloppy joe yeah sloppy, sloppy joe. joe there okay like he's still bombing syria right now and mm-hmm. um, kids are still in cages even- you
0: can't, can't call them cages now they said that they're uh detention uh secure detention facilities what, whatever yeah and even that started
1: yeah that started even uh well i wouldn't say started with uh what well, Barry's uh, administration probably started even before him.
2: Yeah,
1: it yeah, was they, to well supposed to st- stop human trafficking and so on.
0: Yeah, they they it was it was interesting to watch how immediately the verbi the verbiage Change. from kids in cages to migrant detention centers it immediately yeah. popped back up
1: yeah exactly the whole idea is that the media and you know what i know it from operation Mockingbird, is that the media is already controlled mm-hmm. very well controlled right? The people had not caught on to it yet we know it from the, we know about that publicly from the 70s and people still believe in those mainstream media yeah
0: and that's that's why you mm-hmm. see this big push from like mainstream media or from the government even to shut down like you know political news or any kind of news from the internet that's not you know mainstream corporation you know they hate this idea of a dissenting opinion that says hey you know the government's wrong about everything all the time so why do you trust them they're like oh that's that's you know that's conspiracy theory yeah that's conspiracy theory you're crazy these are these are domestic terrorists whatever whatever label they want to slap on it
1: yeah absolutely Just give me a second I'm going to go to a low power mode on my laptop, so it'll last longer. Here we go. Um, you literally hit the nail on the, on the head. Literally. Okay, now my brain's really working now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, other things that we need to look at is how much how are they controlling everything from our economy? Mm-hmm. That's a big one, the economy. And then our entire medical system, the information. Malcolm X did say that if you're not careful of the media, they'll have you hating your your friends, your allies, something along the line there, and loving your enemy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, there is really something to be said about you know anything the government doesn't have control over, they immediately want to regulate it and have control over it. Like you remember. What was it 2018, 2016, this is big push to to regulate Bitcoin. They said, oh, you know, people stand to lose money on this. You know, it's not, we don't control it. So, you know, you might lose your life savings, this, that, and the other thing. But as we've seen over the years, Bitcoin's done nothing but skyrocket. Yeah, you may lose money here and there, you know, when it has its little dips. But the mm-hmm. federal government doesn't have absolute control over it. And it's done far better than the dollar has, especially in the last 5-10 years.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, there are two countries right now or two places in the world where Bitcoin's not just legal, then the government pretty much don't regulate it at all. That's Singapore and Hong Kong. I
0: think, and I uh, just so
1: happen to know a lot about this kind of stuff. I think uh, Argentina,
0: it's not officially... Uh... It's not like an official currency, but I think Argentina uses it as like a currency more than their own because Argentinian like Argentinian currency is basically useless from what I was seeing. Venezuela. It might have been it might be Venezuela. Venezuela. Too. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. I think there's a couple of South American countries that use it. But
1: because be, the government hyperinflated their own currency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's basically
0: worthless. It's cheaper to use your currency for toilet paper than it is to buy actual toilet paper.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now there are there, what they're trying to say that oh, we're going to prevent uh, this kind of scam, this kind of scam. Well, there's scams everywhere in uh, even using US dollar
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so on. And the US dollar still being well, the most used currency to fund human trafficking and terrorism and so on. So that kind of argument is not correct. There are a lot of Bitcoin scam out there. I've seen it so many, so much of it in the last, oh god, six to seven months. Because I'm actually, well, I can't say too much, but I'll say I'm part of one of the largest um, anti scam network in the world. That's what it meant there. So I do look into those things. I'm like, yeah, this is a scam. And yeah. um, last six months, we saw the collapse of these following. Company like MTI Mirror Trading International. Uh, let's see what else. Four Rise, a big one, another big one that's in the last week was Wiseling, turned out to be a Russian Ponzi scheme.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then Pork Trading, that one's already bye bye as well. So, I will encourage people if you're gonna, gonna learn or invest in cryptocurrency, really learn about it. Don't go give your cryptocurrency to whatever organization that promised you a passive return, and you don't do anything about it. There's no company can ever do that. You have to put in your own work. You can go do your own trading at, for example, Binance. Yep, Binance is the largest um, exchange in the world, and it's not going to be easy. It will not go to be easy. At least you, if you're going to start trading, at least learn trading between Dogecoin and the And Bitcoin currency pair because that's at least it's easier to read, a lot more easier to read.
0: Yeah. So in the U.S. we have to use binance.us because all these goofy regulations we have. But yeah, it's still binance. It's just it's just watered down binance.
1: Exactly. It's regulated by the SEC, and in the UK it's binance.uk and there's CoinZoom zoom that's uh, new and they're regulated as well but at least you know that they're not going to pull an exit scam that's the unfortunate truth
0: yeah see at least with mine you know a lot of people i know will go on like robin hood or these other like stock trading apps and they'll buy like stocks in crypto but they don't own the actual crypto i prefer like you know with Binance, that's who i use i will pull the crypto off of there and put it on a digital wallet just to make sure if, say, tomorrow that company did go belly up, I can still use that crypto, and I can move it somewhere
1: else. Yeah, it's right in your cold wallet or your online or your hot wallet. Yeah, And a lot of uh, my friends, especially my good friend Justin, he taught me that same thing too. Every day after trading, pull it out right out. Mm -hmm. Put it right back in your wallet. Because when it's on an exchange, it's not secured. And a lot of people made that mistake. Binance got hacked many years ago. Yep. And they lost a lot of crypto. And if you have a cold wallet, it's very hard to hack.
0: Yeah, it, it is much, much more difficult. Like, you know, I'm not going to tell anybody how I do mine, but the device I keep mine on, um, it's not accessible to everybody. It's locked five or six different ways. And it's just, it, it, it's so much safer. And I mean, you know, like the device, if somebody were to get a hold of it, it, that crypto would basically be useless to them because they can't get to it if i drop my wallet out in the street whatever cash i got in there or debit cards credit cards they've got access they to all that it right
1: away yep. yeah exactly well Absolutely.
0: mike mike yeah, i appreciate you coming on tonight but or morning your time but uh i promise you it'd be an hour so
1: yeah it's nine o'clock right now So, wow well, can't leave it on a sa- Sunday morning. I'm up that early. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate you getting up for us, bud. But, uh, yeah, I hope you stay safe over there. And uh, is there anything last you want to push before we get off?
1: Uh, the last thing I want to say is, um, your health is always your number one because I'm, you, I already mentioned that I'm a certified uh, nutritional fitness coach and so on. Uh, if if you're, if you're for, well, you're, I saw that you're drinking a lot of uh, soda right there. Cause if you're drinking a lot of like um, let's just say food or drinks or beverages with a, that's high in sugar or high glycemic index, something like that, you're going to, of course, that will spike up your, your insulin level and your blood sugar level. Mm. And over time, like a long time, if you kept doing it as a habit, course, that will, of course, contribute to your weight gain and so on and increase uh, your, uh, your, uh, your visceral fat level that can contribute to a lot of problems. So I would say, take care of your health, only use it like your soda, have it as a treat, right? Once a week, it's not going to do too much, but if you have it all the time or have a lot of like junk food, like burger all the time, uh, your health is has, has to be number one. Like, learn to take care of your body, at least exercise like three times a week. That's bare minimum. And try to eat like whole food, buy from local food market. Yeah, it's maybe time consuming, but eating a lot of whole food, that's a lot more healthier for you. That's just my little thing, little tip for you guys. So, that way, if you get, even if you caught the COVID, at least your chances of um, long term, long-term threat or or severity it's a lot more lower that's just my little tip for your listener in here
0: well Mikey we appreciate you bud all right no problem man you have a good you have a good day bud all right you too ciao for now see you man all right